0: Hey guys, welcome back to this podcast, Living for Christ. I usually don't have an intro like that, and I'm trying something out that's new. And we'll see if you guys like it or not. But today I want to be in Proverbs 3, and we're just going to read from 3 all the way down to 35. So... We're going to be discussing that. I do want to discuss why I wanted to use this chapter of Proverbs and how important it is in not only my daily life, but in the daily life of us as believers, but even just as children of God. And it's kind of whenever I think of the book of Proverbs, I think of kind of like an advice book or have you ever read any self-help books or any, you know, self-help podcasts and YouTube videos? It's kind of like that, but in biblical form, like this is literally God giving us advice on what we should do, and what we shouldn't do, um, what is good, what is bad. And I just find that quite interesting, to be honest with you. I feel like we rarely look to God for advice when he has a whole, he has the entire, I would say Bible is just God giving us advice and and enlightening us on what's going on and giving us clues to better our lives and our eternity and whether we listen to it or not is kind of up to us. But without that being said, I think you kind of get the gist of what we're going to be reading. I will read it out loud. So if you guys are driving or if you're doing something and you don't have your Bible in hand, you can still um, understand the context of what I'm talking about. This is the new international version. Please feel free to use any version of the Bible you feel more comfortable. At the end of the day, it's it comes down to like words and phrases. The Bible's still the same, but for me this is a little bit easier to understand and comprehend without all that really long King James, you know, even though it is the closest to the like in in if we're looking at accuracy it is the closest to accuracy so but like I said it's up to interpretation all right let's get started in 3 let love and faithfulness never leave you bind them around your neck write them on the tablet of your heart then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man so He's kind of just starting off with love. So we can have different interpretations of love. Just how I love my dog, it is a different type of love that I have towards my dog than I have towards my husband. There are different types of love. And whenever I see him saying, love and faithfulness never leave you, when you're faithful to God, right? Or you're faithful to living a Christian life. You are, in a sense, making a life decision, right? This is not just something you do once or twice in your life. But you're dedicating and you're making it a livelihood. And love is the entire context of why we're here right love is what created us love is what redeemed us and love is what gives us a better future uh, we're going to be in five trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on not on your own understanding six in all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight So, I did talk about trusting in God last week, and this was something that did come up. I'm not sure if I went through it last week in this podcast, but definitely, like I said, God has been using the word trust this, this year. And usually, God always will give me like a certain word, um, And that's usually what I I hold close to my heart for that year. And trusting in Him. And He says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And like I said last week, trusting in that what you're doing has nothing to do with you and it has everything to do with God. And trusting that He has everything under control, even though it doesn't seem like it at times, is really important. And also, not leaning into your own way of doing things. Like I said, our mentality, the way we function, the way we live, the way we talk, it's all by human nature. And God is not human, right? He doesn't have that problem. And when it comes to that, it's something that's completely... God given to not lean onto your own understanding, your own experiences, but let God renew you in everything that you do. <clears throat> in all your ways, submit to Him and He will make your path straight. Submission is something that God talks about very frequently. And like I said, he talks about submission, not only towards him, but towards our spouses, towards our family, you know, towards our parents as a sign of reverence to them, right? When we submit, we're putting down our own way of dealing with situations and our own way of talking it out. Or living a certain way, we're submitting those. Like we're just not doing them, right? And it and it's harder to go against the grain and stop doing something that you've done your entire life. And okay, let God do it. it it's 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 easier said than done, right? Seven. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil this will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones meaning don't think that you have it all together when you really don't and because it is easier to say that you have everything together that you have no problem that things have been super easy for you and you think that you know it all just by your own life experiences but in reality you you humble yourself by telling God, hey, I know I don't know everything. And not only that, but you're humbling yourself amongst others that probably think you know everything, right? But you don't. You're acknowledging that you're human. You're not putting yourself on a pedestal that only God really deserves. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will bring over with new wine. 11, my son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. So what he's saying, right? First, God's giving us an illustration of like the first fruits of all your crops. And unless you're actually, unless you actually have crops that you tend to, that you have to water on a daily basis, what type of soil you put to make sure they nourish and they grow, right? You won't really understand. But what God's trying to say is like, give me your best, right? Give me your best Uh, it can, it doesn't always just have to be like literal food, right? But like spiritual, like your spiritual fruit, are you growing as a Christian? Are you growing as a, as an individual? Are you allowing God to use you or are you making it seem that he's using you, but he's really not. And you're doing it out of your own way. And then he's saying, if you give me your best, right, I will give you so much more than that. I will Ten times what you have, I will give you because you gave me your best. And that's kind of what he's talking about in 10. And we go to 11. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke. Because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. God is saying, like, don't get upset when I'm correcting your behavior, right? I'm correcting the type of things that you've been doing and how that's affecting you, how that's affecting your spiritual growth. Like, don't be afraid if I do that. That's what he's saying. Because the Lord disciplines those he loves. At the end of the day, he's doing it all because he loves you so much. He loves you enough to take that person out of your life that he knows nothing good will come out of it. He loves you enough to change your entire life and throw it upside down. And for a moment, it seems like it's painful, right? If we look back at Job, like, he had seasons of pain, right? God, He knew that, hey, God, like, I didn't do anything wrong, but, you know... Or all of my life I've been doing something right, but at the end of the day, I don't deserve any of it. What I'm trying to get at is God has a reason for everything that he does. And, and it's not just a cliche thing to say when you have nothing to say over what's going on, but it's literally that you have nothing else to say. I look back at my life, and I look back at my decisions that I've made previously, and and I think to myself, for a moment, when all of this was being taken away from me, or I was getting, you know, I got in trouble, or I got caught, or whatever, for a moment, it looks bad. But when I look back at it, God had a purpose and a reasoning for it, and I really can't be upset at Him, because everything... The, the moment I started giving my best, right? The moment I surrendered things I had control over. And I was still not a Christian at that point, right? I just literally threw a Hail Mary and I was like, God, I just want to do things your way and see what happens, right? What is the worst case scenario? I can keep trying and keep failing over and over again. Or I can try what I had heard pastors say all of my life. You know, just let God handle it and see what, what's the worst thing that can happen if you just let Him take control over what's going on in your life. And the moment I did that, fruit started growing. Good things started coming. Not in an instant, because fruit doesn't grow from the next day, right? It takes months. It takes seasons. It takes years for that fruit to finally be able to grow, but you're seeing growth, right? You're seeing the leaves start to change. You're seeing the fruit starting to come or you're seeing the tree starting to grow. Whatever it is, there's still growth. And it takes time. It would be very disingenuine of me to say that I've grown fully. I am a full tree, right? A full oak tree that, you know... I've had all these experiences and God has done this, like I'm still growing and I have a way long way to go up until death. I probably have to grow and it's that type of transparency and, and, and understanding that I'm not done yet and God's not done with me it gives me a sense of hope of what else does he have coming, Right. Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding. For she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. 16. Long life is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. 17. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. 18, she is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Those who hold her fast will be blessed. What I really believe God is saying in this, I know, so I don't, I don't know if it was not this last week's, but the, the last uh, recording I said about a wife's role, I did hint at Proverbs, right? This specific chapter. And at first he's talking about a son and then he's talking about a woman, right? Talking about a wise woman, how she is worth more than anything. Because at the end of the day, if you're wise, you're going to make good choices. You're going to make good decisions. And... It is something that you can't physically have. <laughs> you, the only way you can get that is from God imparting his wisdom in us. Because at the end of the day, we are just full foolish individuals that have our own needs and wants and, and uh, ways that we deal with it. You know, d- ways we deal with life in a human nature aspect. But... If you have a wise woman, right? If you have a wise wife, her house is peaceful. All of these other fruits of the Spirit coincide with wisdom. And that's what God is saying. 19, by wisdom, the Lord laid the earth's foundation. By understanding, he set the heavens in place. By his knowledge, the watery depths were divided, and the clouds let drop the dew. 21. My son, do not let wisdom and understanding out of your sight. Perceive sound, preserve sound judgment and discretion. They will be life for you, an ornament to grace your neck. 23. Then you will go on your way in safety, and your foot will not stumble. 24. When you lie down, you will not be afraid, and when you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. 25, have no fear of sudden disaster or the ruin that overtakes the wicked. For the Lord will be at your side and will keep your foot from being snared. He's like dropping a lot of bombs here <laughs> about how important wise wisdom is. And how by God's wisdom, everything that was set in stone, everything that was set in place happened. And how that has changed the course of, of our existence. And, um, he's trying to tell us how important wisdom is. The funny part is, is wisdom is easy to have when everything is going good and you deal with amazing people at work and you have no problem. With your spouse. But when you're not having a good time. Right? That's when wisdom becomes very difficult. And wisdom should not just be. Picked and chosen. Just by. What you're doing. That day. Or who you're dealing with. But you should be wise at all times. Because. The very same people that you struggle with will look at the wisdom that God has given you and be shocked by the way you're dealing with situations. And I think the best thing we could do is just shock the world, right? Jesus worked in a shocking fashion. He was healing the sick he was making blind people see. He was raising people from the dead. Like, these are all shocking events, right? He was never one to just come quietly and say, Hey, I'm going to heal this person. Don't say anything. Going to do it behind closed doors. Nobody's going to know a thing. No, he wanted the whole world to know. He wanted the people around him to to notice But even the way he would, the words that he would use, right? The language he would use towards the Pharisees that were being snarly and rude. He was just so wise in a way to like shut them up without being obnoxious and rude, right? He was being wise and holding himself to such a high standard that they had no reason but to listen to him. They had no reason but to see him do these miracles. And that's the crazy, that's, the, that's just a crazy connection I just made. And then he's just talking about how, like, you know, having that wisdom, like, will give you peace, right? It'll bring all of these things into your life so that when you're in your most vulnerable state, meaning when you're sleeping, right, and you're unconscious, he is going to be there protecting you making sure nothing happens to you so that that peace transcends just you walking amongst everyone else, but in your own sleep that you will be at peace and that you'll wake up the next morning and you'll be rejuvenated for the next day. And then he says, have no fear of sur- of sudden disaster or the ruin that overtakes the wicked for the Lord will be at your side and will keep your foot from being snared. Just saying, you're, you know, you're following my my commands, you know, you're you're holding fast and you're holding on to the words that I tell you and you're living them out. He's like, I know that there's gonna be judgment for the wicked. Just as he corrects you, right? The wicked have their punishment because they looked at God, they laughed at him. And God's like, I'm not one to be played with. You know, like, don't mess with me. You know what's coming. You know what's coming. And you still choose to live your life that way. I've given you not one, not two. Like, billions and trillions and chances to just look. All you have to do is just look to him and just say you're sorry and repent. and And that's how easily... He takes you from one road to destruction into another road. Like that's, that's so easy to do compared to like just pulling. It's harder to pull away from God than it is to come to him. It is so, it's so much harder because you know in your mind that you're pulling. You're physically and mentally and and spiritually pulling away from such a big power that it overtakes your mind, <laughs> and you you have knowledge that you're what you're doing is wrong. And, and God's just saying, like, I will be taking care of you, so do not worry about that. If you trust who I am and you trust that I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do, don't worry about that. And this kind of ties into last week's, like I'm, I'm just saying it's going like full circle and, and this is what God's been doing and what God's been talking to me. So I don't know if you're going through this in your relationships, in your work, in your daily life, whatever it may be. Um, I know that God is not just giving me this word just for myself, but for someone out there. And I hope that you're receiving this as confirmation. And uh, now we're just going to keep going. 27, do not withhold good from those whom it is due when it is your power to in uh, your power to act. 28, do not say to you, your neighbors, come back tomorrow and I'll give it to you when you already have it with you. Do not plot harm against your neighbor who lives trustfully near you. Do not accuse anyone for no reason when they have done you no harm. So, I, I know I always talk about, well, I haven't talked about any, you know, controversial things. But what I've noticed with today's generation and cancel culture, it is a, to accuse anyone for no reason when they haven't done anything to you. I feel like this is becoming such a normal thing and it is quite scary because we're placing blame on people that don't deserve it for the sake of wanting to punish innocent people. Right? Or punish somebody who's done good or hasn't done anything wrong. But I would also say that even Jesus was not exempt from this and he was the son of God. He was accused of all these atrocious things, right? And even amongst that, he still was punished for nothing. And even Jesus says in the New Testament, like, what makes you think, you know, they persecuted me, they are going to persecute you because you come in my name. So... Just keep that in mind. And, you know, just, he's, God is just being wise. Like, if, if your neighbor next to you, you know, is peaceful, hasn't done anything wrong, don't go in there instigating stuff for no reason at all. Because that's the enemy working inside of you. Right? Do not accuse somebody who's not done anything wrong out of anger or jealousy because that's the enemy that's the enemy working inside of you, right? And then he he says like don't go to your neighbor. Like if your neighbor comes to you and say, "Hey, do you have a, a bowl of sugar?" and you have three bowls of sugar, and say, "No, I'm sorry. Come back tomorrow. I'll have I'll have some." I like, just be like be honest. If there's somebody that needs help and you have it, even if it hurts you, right? could be $50 in your pocket and God's been putting it into, you know, putting it in your heart. Like, hey, I need you to tithe that $50. And you're like, well, I could get this, this, and that with that $50. Like you're letting the enemy, like I said, work within you instead of working against him. So, um, 31, do not envy the violent or choose any of their ways. For the Lord detests the perverse, but takes the upright into his confidence. He's talking about like, I don't know if you've seen in the news lately, but people will get jumped, right? Or people will get killed or their stuff will get vandalized or stealing or whatever it may be. He's saying like, don't envy what they're doing right? Just because they didn't get caught, don't envy that. And don't do anything that they're doing because you know it's wicked and you know it's wrong. But he's saying, the Lord detests the perverse, but takes the upright into his confidence. Like, he, you know, I don't think it's much clearer than, like, God's telling you what he likes, what he doesn't like. Just don't do what he doesn't like. Like, it's out of respect and, and, and love for him. Why would you want to do that? 33, the Lord's curse is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the righteous. He mocks proud mockers, but shows favor to the humble and oppressed. The wise inherit honor, but fools get only shame. You know, God is like, they think that they got away with it. That's cute, right? (laughs) That's cute. They think they got away with it. But at the end of the day, their whole lineage will struggle because of their doing. And this is where we get like spiritual, like family generational curses. It's from that one family member. And that curse gets handed down from generation to generation to generation to generation until somebody breaks it, right? And God is also saying in that way that that curse lives on, that blessing also lives on as well. When he says he mocks proud mockers, but shows favor to the humble and to the oppressed, you know, He's saying, like, if they're making fun of you, right, it could be bullying, it could be whatever. If they're making fun of you, he shows you favor. And that ticks them off. And that sets them up because they keep mocking you and making fun of you and trying to hurt you. But you, but they realize that all of these things good things are coming to you, it, it frustrates them even more to the point where they just don't understand it. He says, the wise inherit honor, but fools get only shame. Wisdom is something that we all need. If we were all a little bit wiser, the world would be completely different. And it's crazy to think that all it takes is that. All you need is God's wisdom and your life will be completely different. You'll be able to trust in him. You'll be able to live like he would want you to live. And that has an act, an after effect that continues, right? So I, you know, I, I seriously, I never quite understood why, why, uh, I would get people to tell, you know, I would, I would get people telling me like, you're so wise for your age and this and that. And I never quite understood that. Because half of the time I didn't even know what was coming out of my mouth and what what the things I was saying. But I'm thankful that God has given me wisdom to give in advice to people when they need it. Because it's God's way of kind of giving them closure and giving them confidence that he's listening to them. And, and what their their wants and needs and, you know, what he has in store for their future. But I know this week's episode was, I, I would say it's pre- a pretty good one, right? It's a good thing to be going into this new year with wisdom and understanding of how God works and what God has in store for your lives right but also how it kind of coincides with last week's right I you know I didn't plan it this way I literally just pulled it up and I was like I'm gonna do Proverbs 3 I feel like this is a good one and and I'm making that connection because it's something I needed from God right so he's using it to confirm to me that I'm on the right I'm on the right track right like all right I got you okay I'm doing something right But that is it for this week's episode We are at like closing in on 35 minutes which is pretty good if I say so myself I hope you guys have an amazing week. I hope that you guys are thoroughly looking into the word of God for constant confirmation. Even if you think it's silly, just give it a try and see what can come from that. What can come from just giving God the Hail Mary and just being like, all right, let's try it your way. And see what happens with that. So have an amazing week. I will be uploading another podcast for next, uh, for next week. So stay tuned for that. I am very thankful and very honored that you guys are listening in and hopefully this is helping you in some way, shape or form. And any questions or concerns that you've brought to God. And I'm hoping that he continues to use me to help give you guys some encouragement. And hopefully soon, I do need... I'm pretty sure I'm going to ask and see if I can get another mic. But I will have my husband going on soon. I do definitely want to do a relationship type of podcast from his perspective, from a male's perspective, a husband's you know, perspective. I feel like that's important. And if you guys continue to like that, then we will definitely have more stuff. So that's something good to look forward to. I will say continue to have me in prayer because I will be starting my internship soon and I'm very nervous about that. Um, I do want to do well. I do want to form great relationships and, um, I want to learn most importantly. So just have me in your prayers and, uh, hope that God can use me in whatever way he wants to. So have an amazing week. God bless you guys. And I will see you next week. Bye.